are now beginning a grand circle tour of Tomorrowland aboard the People Mover, the first system of its kind in the world. Since its 1967 opening, the People Mover has carried more than 50 million guests. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of The Carousel Project. As always, it has been a mentally unstable week around here, but we are getting it done and we are so excited to have this hour where we get to relax and chat with you about our very fun topic of the week. And I hope that for you, this is this is that same, you know, mental, mentally unchallenging, a mentally, <laughs> a mentally relaxing space. Yes, exactly. To get to hang with your friends and talk about Disney, the history of theme parks and public relations and marketing. So I think we should give Adam the honors of telling us what our topic is today because wow. your girl was not convinced about this one. Wow. It's true. <laughs> Well, as um, all of you might know, because I mention it pretty much every single episode ever, <laughs> um, this t today we are talking about the eighth wonder of the world, the people mover. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to talk about its greatness and also how Mikey did us dirty by removing it in 1995. Oh, and I will never ever forgive him we'll even never if financially he, <laughs> right this. even if he's friends with Fozzie bear and Fozzie bear's mom i will never forgive him thank you i just need to point out i when i was listening to our first episode of the, this new season the other day and well anyway i always listen and nick was in the room and we, we both went bow, 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 and he just looked at me with the most judgment on his face and i was like bruh this happens once an episode yeah so we got it you got to do it, it you got to do it to him so before we dive into our incredible topic for this week i am josie Meda. you can find me on all socials at josie Meda. and my favorite bob gurr attraction would probably have to be the haunted mansion just because i love the haunted mansion so much i got to ride the haunted mansion with Bob Gurr. I was able to walk backstage at the Walt Disney World's Haunted Mansion multiple times and like backstage and on stage. Like I have oh, walked through that amazing. entire attraction. Wow. Multiple dream, times. Dream, I've sat, dream, dream, I have dream, sat dream, in Madam Leota's chair. <gasps> I have seen the tarot cards Whoa. on the oh, table. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I never told you guys that. I mean, no, you have I knew so you many exciting through. things happen. I could barely keep up. Like I said, Josie is oh, my yeah. personal hero. <laughs> She's my personal hero. Ask anybody. Literally, strangers, they may not have met Josie, but they know they know Josie's my girl, and she is amazing. Yep. So yep. like we say, it, this it is the Josie really cool. show. This is the Josie show. This is it. That, it's true. It's the Josie show. Featuring Adam Kate and Kate. With, in, with in, Adam. In, in, <laughs> yeah. Adam. <laughs> Assisted to the regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like on television show credits where it's like all the characters and then towards the end it's like with so-and-so and so-and-so. They're still big characters, but for some reason they're the with at the end. Yes, and I'm like, right. why? Yes, exactly. Why with? Exactly. Anyway. And I'm, I'm for I always, sure the I always with. wonder that too. Yeah. I always wonder that too. So that's me. <laughs> so now that I'm done fangirling over Josie, um, I, <laughs> I am Kate. Um, of at Kate Killebrew on all socials. And my favorite Bob Gurr attraction would probably have to be the monorail, just because as far back as my my second trip, because I don't remember my first trip, I feel like the monorail has just always been a part of my Disney experience. And that, you know, I guess that's why. But he he's done so many, so it's hard to choose. 
And I'm Adam, and you can find me on all socials at Epcot Adam, of course. And I mean, since I talk about it all the time, my favorite Bob Gore attraction is, of course, the People Mover. But the Haunted Mansion is a very, 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 yes. very, 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 very close second. Um, it's just the most classic of all classics. And yeah. I love it. I also got to drive the monorail once. Well, not drive, ride in the front what? of the monorail. Ride in the front. Did y'all ride in the front of the monorail? Did either of y'all get to do that? I've done no. it. I've done it many oh. times at Disneyland. I don't oh. know about. I know you could do it at Disney World. Never. I never got to do it. But I am very excited about this week's yes. topic. I have to admit, when Adam and Kate brought it up, I was like, I don't. I don't think we're gonna be able to have enough. She doubted it. I don't think it. we can do it. I doubted it. <laughs> but then I friggin blew this sugar open oh shoot like i we're feel like i sugar. have so much i feel like <laughs> no f-bombs yet we're I'm, trying, I'm trying not to curse okay i'm trying my best guys i didn't realize how much i curse in these episodes okay so i'm, try, I'm trying my best i don't even hear them i don't even hear curse words like i honestly don't they just flow through my brain so i think we should get started all the way back in 1964 at the world's fair mm-hmm. unless kate you have some somewhere you want to begin before that no, I mean, I think the I think the 1964 World's Fair is a great place to start. Woohoo! Dang. So we're going to travel on back to the 1964 World's Fair, um, which was huge. I wish we still had World's Fairs. They are so, oh, so, so cool. The 1964 World's Fair is really popular and famous in the Disney community because there were so many rides that were kind of started during could yes. you say started like we're you know started mm. at the 1964 well, world's fair Walt used so it was, it as it was his huge. excuse to get the technology going for attractions he could see at his parks he got these sponsors to right. pay to get the <laughs> attraction going then he's like oh, i guess i'll just i'll just ship this over to california you don't need it uh-huh. i'll take it <laughs> don't yep. worry about it so yep. yeah just from this fair we got technically three attractions but parts of this fourth attraction made its way over too so and you know what was funny i used to think so what we're talking about right now is specifically the magic skyway from the 1964 world's fair Mm -hmm. um but i always thought that the magic skyway was like very 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 similar to the people mover and it's fudging not it is not no. that similar to the People Mover at all. Not and even fudging close. Like, world of motion. They were not even fudging close. Exactly. <laughs> I thought they were right. identical. Mm-hmm. I thought they were identical from things that I had heard or very close to identical, but they're not. It's just the um, ride system that was used that moves the People Mover cars that moved the cars along for the Magic Skyway. So the Magic Skyway was the Ford Magic Skyway and it was sponsored by Ford Motor Company. Um, And it took guests through an assembly line through time, past and future, and they were riding in a Ford model car. Um, So it only appeared at the 1964 World's Fair. This attraction never appeared anywhere else as is, which is so crazy. There are some really cool videos that we'll put in the show notes, but that is so insane to me. Um, But it only appeared at the 1964 World's Fair. However, when I was reading about this attraction, these were the attractions that I felt like it inspired. And then I saw, like, in my research that it was true. So People Mover, the universe of energy, Spaceship Earth, which was when I heard about this ride, I was like, holy crap, this is just like space. There we go. I said it. There was my first cuss word. (laughs) There it was. (laughs) Um, Spaceship Earth and then World of Motion. So um, 
Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. I think if we begin with the ride vehicle, I thought it was really interesting because they had people driving in Ford cars, which I did not know. I Mm -hmm. thought that people were riding in cars that looked like the people mover cars, but they weren't. They were literally Ford cars. Um, This was the biggest pavilion at the fair, and it introduced the Ford Mustang to the world. So, like, the bottom floor of the pavilion was kind of like a showroom for Ford, you know, technologies and cars and, like, a Disney... um, There was also a Disney, like lots of tiny little scenes from around the world. And so we'll talk about that. But it it introduced the Ford Mustang. And that was um, what the Magic Skyway cars, I think it used a couple different models, but I know that the Ford Mustang was one of them. Mm -hmm. And I did Google it. Ford Mustang was the most popular car in America in 1964. So I think that shows like how huge this partnership was because I mean, besides the fact that it was a really cool car, this was incredible. Like this was an incredible marketing tool and was so, so smart. And I just can't wait to dig into this ride. So the ride was located at the Ford Pavilion, which again was the most popular pavilion of the 1964, or one of the most popular of the World's Fair. Um, And on the first day, the first day alone, this pavilion had visitors from every state in the United States and every country in the world. So there was at least one visitor from every single single state in the country and every country in the world. And Walt Disney Imagineering also um, designed international gardens is what they were called which were and this is a quote authentic miniature reproductions of famous landmarks and scenes from around the world in the around the world so when you would walk into the pavilion you would see that you would see stuff about the cars and then the ride was on the upper level the magic skyway yeah and the the weird thing that i found when i was doing my research is that the original ride concept with for this was actually called symphony of america and instead yes. of, instead of going through time it was like going through different parts of america they had like louisiana swamp as one part and yep wow so i wouldn't have even thought about that um do you know why they didn't move forward with it I know that the original concept had something to do with Chevrolet. So, yes, at the time, okay. Chevrolet, I'm trying to find it in my notes. Yeah, that's at what the I'm time, Chevrolet. Okay, so this so the original concept that Kate was just talking about, Symphony of America, was discussed as early as 1961, but they scrapped it because Chevrolet and General Motors had a popular um campaign at the time that was see the usa by chevrolet so Mm -hmm. ford felt like if you were driving in a ford car going through the united states of america it would be confusing they wanted something different they wanted something fantastic from wet enterprises at this time and that's how they came up with the magic skyway so this is like a time traveling ford mustang that brings them through like picture spaceship earth but instead of going through the history of communication like the history and future of like well it really was automotive to world of motion and they they went through so many different well that was all about like the history of of i guess uh motion and motion vehicles and stuff but yeah same same concept um and then of course we got from the primeval world scene that that lived on for you know it's still in the train set up um disneyland and then like you said over at universe of energy they doubled all of those um for epcot 
Yeah. yeah. So Ford was the partner because they had offered to sponsor the attraction. Their only request was just again that the Ford car was the ride vehicle. Yes. And to move the Ford cars, they had created a new ride system that was again later adopted to be the Disneyland version of the People Mover. It was that same kind of thing. Um, and so I just thought it was so cool. Um, the ride began with a message from the Ford Motor Company chairman of the board, who at the time was Henry Ford II. Um, and I thought it was cool that they traveled back in time to the dinosaurs because that's what's created fossil fuel I was like that's pretty smart I was like that is pretty clever that they're going back to like fossil fuel I thought that was so so funny um so they did that. Then they went to the dawn of humanity. Once the dinosaurs were gone, they saw early man trapping a mammoth, which again reminded me of Spaceship, Spaceship Earth. Earth. Oh yeah. Um, audio animatronics were used here, so I thought that was really really cool because again, audio animatronics at this time were, were really so new. new. Everybody really talks about the one, the you know the most famous one at the time was also at the 1964 World's Fair with great talk. Talks with Mr. Lincoln. Great, Great moments Mr. with Mr. Lincoln. Great moments. Yeah. See, you know, I was, I was so close. <laughs> Same thing. There. He so was talking to no you. Day. Yeah. He was talking. He's, exactly. He was talking about his moments, his great moments. Yeah. And you know, people thought like had never really seen anything like that before. So again, to know that they were in this attraction was really cool. Um, they described the person who invented the wheel as the hero of the Stone Age, and then they said that time jumped forward, and you see all the different ways that wheel has provided opportunities to travel and all the different ways the wheel is used and then it goes to the future um and so yeah this was huge um Walt Disney Imagineering and the Disney company with Ford it gave them the funding to put them on the map with this new attraction these new technologies um the whole pavilion centered around the past and present and future of transportation which I feel like was really positive for Disney as well because you know you could see ride vehicles as transportation and Walt at this time was so into the monorail and and human transportation and moving people around which is how we get to the people mover um they even had a bike that Henry Ford had invented in um, in the pavilion, which I thought was cool because it really showed again the past and, and that journey. Um, but I really do want to reiterate because again we, we talk about the PR and the marketing and the most popular car in 1964 was the Ford Mustang. And I think that this was a huge part of that because the World's Fair was just like the place to be. Well, and one of the things that this attraction taught them for what would become the Wedway People Mover was um, about the spacing and the track chain um, with the different vehicles because they did have some collisions on the Ford Magic Skyway, um, but they would eventually learn from, like, you know, in time with having run that for two years because it was actually the 1964 and 1965. Like, it did two separate seasons. Um but it it's crazy because I I think I I've read somewhere that Walt thought the concept of the way that they were moving the cars at the Ford either the corporate location or like I guess the main headquarters they were moving the metal um, he thought that that would be a cool concept for a way to move people um, and that's kind of where they they came together with Imagineering to create this concept for. There, for the attraction for the 1964 World's Fair. Although I also read that Walt did not supervise this attraction for the fair because he was working on Carousel of Progress. So it mainly Heck fell, yeah, he was. It mainly fell on the Imagineers. Um, but I mean, what they came up with, like you said, was 
probably such an amazing thing for people to experience from every state and countries all around the world on the first day alone, much less two years. And it was really cool to hear Bob Gurr. Again, we'll have it in the show notes. There's like a little documentary with him as oh, we yeah. now, I think that's all I have about the 1964 World's Fair. I think I'm ready to start transitioning over to the wed way people mover. <laughs> yeah. I Adam's mean, favorite thing. I would say the only thing I would want to mention about Ford before we switch gears would be that when Disney did decide that they were going to do the people mover concept at Tomorrowland, they did offer Ford the option to sponsor the attraction and Ford turned yes, it I down. Yes, I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they were afraid of it taking, you know, taking over for cars eventually, which sounds crazy <laughs> now, but at that time, you know, they, they thought, and that's what Walt wanted. Like, it. and yeah. imagine, imagine if we had people movers in cities around the world and oh, Walt really was ahead of his time because it really is crazy how yeah. in this country we don't have very much public transportation in small communities. You know what I mean? That's efficient and easy. And it's a lot more in Europe and in big cities in America, but not really in small towns. And this really was something that Walt wanted to imagine what the world would have been like if he hadn't died. Like, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. You know, we laugh now, but I really think if it would have been beyond Disney longer, it would have some, some moves would have been made for sure. As far as I think the world would be a totally different place. But I do, I do think it's interesting that of the four attractions that Wed Enterprises worked on, this one was the only one that wasn't able to fully move over. And it was because it was yeah. so massive. It was such right. a massive attraction that they took, obviously, the ride system of, like, you know, the track system to be able to do over in People Mover. And then they took the the primeval world scenes for the train. But, yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's it. Um, so the original People Mover, the Wedway People Mover, was presented by Goodyear. That was who decided to take on the partnership, and it opened on July 2nd, 1967 in Tomorrowland. Um, so again, as we've talked about before, when Tomorrowland opened, it was the, the least kind yes. of um, developed area. Struggling. So yeah. this was huge. It really yeah. added so much to the area because not only did it add an attraction, it added a really cool, unique attraction, but also this attraction went around Tomorrowland and showcased and really um, highlighted what you could find in that area, which was huge. Yeah. And um, uh, like, like you said, it was sponsored by Goodyear, which I actually found an article a few, like three days before the attraction was going to open where Goodyear was actually showing a little bit of doubt as far as like partnering with this because again kind of similar to ford with if we do this it's kind of going in the direction away from cars they kind of had a moment of doubt with the whole tire industry but all in all they ended up uh, sponsoring the attraction for i believe 14 years it was it was half of the attraction's life um but it really was it was a win-win since they got to show off their product on every single one of the vehicles the wheels on the vehicles were goodyear tires yeah so it checked off all those boxes added something to tomorrowland move people around Mm -hmm. let them see everything new showcased an eco-friendly way to move people around disney's got their sponsor um and the wheels were goodyear so again it, it made a lot of sense so again this was a new body made for disneyland resort what fit their needs it wasn't the same as the ford cars from the world's fair um and so again walt wanted people movers in multiple cities around the world including epcot and i think that would have been really cool because epcot is 
such a big part. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it was thought that they would work alongside the monorail in mm-hmm. Epcot. It was pitched to cities around the world for a time, um, which was a separate sector of the business, which in the in the documentary I watched with Bob Gurr, he said that there was a, a separate sector of the business called CTS, Community Transportation Systems. Mm-hmm. And Bob Gurr had designed a whole lineup of body sizes of different ride vehicles for the people mover that different cities could use. How crazy. Yeah. It's, it's really crazy. Cause, um, if we, if we end up talking about the Walt Disney world version and how that attraction runs in comparison to the Disneyland version, it would eventually end up getting used for transportation outside of the Disney parks. Um, which I thought was really cool. I didn't know that before researching, um, and it's still used today. I did not know that. Oh, really? Okay. I'm excited no. about that. Smarter than me. So yeah, I saw in this documentary, they were saying that like, there was supposed to be, there was supposed to be like the monorail and then the people mover in Epcot that would take you to different places around the community. But that was when it was supposed to be a community. But I still wish they did that because Epcot is big. Yeah. Yes. So the concept as far as that goes with Epcot was that for, um, the, the plan was, for two main modes of transportation, monorail was going to be long distance transportation and the Wedway people mover was going to be like for local connections. And a lot of the progress city concept art included, you could see there were like people movers in the, in the sky parts of the, you know, like the concept, yeah. art, which like you said, that would have been so cool. Even just within the park, like you said, um, yeah. Cause Epcot is a big, it's a big park. Um, so I didn't know if we wanted to talk about like the route of the Disneyland people mover or some of the changes that came like through the years. Absolutely, girl. Go Everything. for it. I figured you guys would be talking a lot about um the second iteration of what of what our boy Mikey did to the beloved people mover. Um and then I have a lot of fun information about, you know, partnerships and how the partnerships from the people mover, you know, continued on. So yeah, I think let's dive into the route and and then you know, what our boy Mikey did to us. Well, I have a, I, I have like the route based on like the initial route, um, back yeah. in like 1967, but basically you, um, it was a leisurely 16 minute ride through Tomorrowland. Um, and it had 517 motor driven units on the glideway, uh, four vehicles, four rows of vehicles per car. There were multiple colored cars. Um, but basically you would start out with a Mary Blair tile mural on both sides of the vehicle. When you mm-hmm. went into the first building, it was at that time adventure through inner space, which this attraction was a very cool so popular. attraction. Yes. It was, first of all, it was sponsored by Monsanto, um, which we <laughs> had discussed. Yeah, it was Monsanto. plug for our earlier plug we for that, that one of my favorite episodes we've one. ever done. But it was also the first Omni mover, the, um, Adventure Through Inner Space was the first Omnimover yeah. attraction in a Disney park, which um, it opened in August of 1967. So right after the People Mover opened, you had this brand new type of ride system that was getting, you know, the attraction was getting featured on their People Mover. I thought that was kind of cool. And the whole Omnimover system came from, you know, the work done on the Ford Magic Skyway and all mm-hmm. that. So I was like, I felt like that was... Yeah. Anyway... Um, then from there, you would look down into the character shop, the Tomorrowland stage and the rocket jets is what it was called at the time. Is it, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, but isn't that where, like, isn't that what Astro Orbiter is today, but they've just moved it because it yes. didn't it used to be 
Um, it used to be above. Yeah. So the people mover was on a platform like where you could see like where the track is. And the yes. rocket jets used to be above that. Kind of like kind of how like it is in, in, in Magic, Magic Kingdom. Kingdom. Right, okay, cool. Exactly. That's what I figured. Okay. And then from there... You would go past the Carousel Progress building. You would see the Progress City view from the second floor. Um, then you would you would um, accelerate slightly as you would go over Autopia and the Submarine Voyage. And then there was um, a peek into the pre-show room of the America the Beautiful Circle Vision show mm -hmm. at that time. Um, but... The attraction did go through a number of changes over the years. Um, in 1973, um, although the Carousel of Progress would close, you would still get to see the Progress City on the second floor. January 5th, um, 1976, there would be an extended closure. Um, and when it would reopen in May of the next year, it was then having an added entrance into Space Mountain. Yes, I was um, going to mention that. So they needed, yeah, so they needed about a year and a half, it looks like, to get all of that set up for this new entrance. Um, the upper level of Carousel Progress was gone at that point. You wouldn't go through there. Um, and then the new route also inclu included a super speed tunnel, which mm -hmm. apparently would show like a film that made you feel like you were, you know, traveling at super speed. But when I was listening to a podcast about this, they said like the one issue with that was the fact that, um, you know, if it was daylight outside, you could see kind of right. out of the, <laughs> of the tunnel. <laughs> the so it kind of ruined the effect a little bit. Um, then in 19, um, 1982 in July of 1982, the same day that the attraction opened, um, world of Tron would replace the super speed tunnel film. Um, and then in August of 1995 people mover would close and in march oh. of 1996 we had the rocket rods announcement so the worst day of my rocket life rods. oh mikey <laughs> that's that's the comforting thing for you though adam is you know that was the worst day of your life yeah so no matter what else happens you know <laughs> you can make it through that day, day has, you can make it through right. has already happened exactly and that's how, how i got were you at the that's time? how i got through this past summer when we were you know venting about our our, our problems on this podcast i kept saying <laughs> like as bad as today is at least it wasn't august 6 1995 the worst That's day true. of my life um and i was i was i turned 10 that november so i was like nine going on 10 okay so can we pause for a second and say that like we are constantly falling apart like uh, in the best of ways and we have each other and we make it work but like it, i just want there to be no fakeness about it that like we do not have it together oh, no. we are I'm constantly so falling apart nope. we literally get into our 2021 our has been the worst year of my life so far I think. and we literally said we were like this season three is gonna be great yeah. like all of the all of the life stress that we had is going to be gone and we were literally wrong <laughs> and the universe came for us with a vengeance so yep. so wrong. i'm just saying like we love this and it's so much fun and again I really hope that it brings some joy to your days and something fun and silly to listen to. But I hope none of you think that we have it all together. I think my, I don't think my they abundance do. I think we've definitely good. I hope not. I hope not. That we are not together. No, we are not feeling good. <laughs> we are not feeling good. So anyway, worst day of Adam's life. <laughs> worst day of Adam's life. Go on. Rocket rods. Oh, it is time. No. No, 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 no. 
I wish I got do to we, go do on we it. Have I'm to. so salty. Do we have to? I we have like, to. We have yeah. to talk about the rocket rods. I yeah. feel like, if anything, we need to touch on what a short life the rocket rods did With have. With good reason. Which we need to just note really quick that they closed um, the People Mover in August of 1995. They didn't get rocket rods up and running for almost three years. It opened... May 22nd of 1999. So I feel like that should have been red, Adam red was there, flag first number in line. 1998. <laughs> like, I feel like that should have been red flag number one for them. Like, maybe this isn't a good idea. Maybe this isn't a good for idea. For me, I'm like, this would have, that would have made me think like, okay, it took a while because they were really thinking it through. Right. And they, they had almost four years and they still couldn't get it right. I w- I did read somewhere that um, they believe that Part of the reason People Mover did get shut down was due to a focus on merchandise sales versus actual upkeep of the park attractions. And I guess the what? I guess that People Mover probably needed some renovations and stuff. And maybe between that mindset of not spending the money on that mixed with Mikey wanting more for the kids and teens in the parks um, led to this perfect storm of us losing people mover and getting rocket rods was there a lot of merchandise associated with rocket rods there there well that was what was confusing to me like that was the disconnect i'm like where is this coming from because i don't feel like i heard anything about merchandise with rocket rods but i read in on some I'm googling article, it even though it's adam's job <laughs> even though i was there I think it was that they didn't see uh, the longevity in making money from, I guess, people mover merchandise and things like that to where they should make any necessary investments to like, you know, update the attraction if it needed it, maybe like that's what that's how I took it. They were like, we're going to close this and focus our money on other things. Right. I see that there was a release of a shirt. A shirt in a shirt in 2017 but i'm not seeing it so i think it might have just been yeah that it was something that our boy mikey was obsessed with having things for his yeah i meant like more if they were like are we gonna spend our money renovating this attraction that moves seven miles an hour or are we gonna spend our money on more thrilling things or something that we can make you know money off of like merchandise whatever i that's uh, that's what I'd read about the, I think the president. Yeah. I think Disneyland again, we know that, that we know that Mikey yeah. wanted those more thrilling rides. And mm-hmm. I think they really thought that was the direction they were, they were, you know, right. And, and moving and in. on eBay right now, I typed in rocket rods, Disneyland. There are currently yeah. 10 results out of all of eBay, Dang. the millions of items. There are only 10 things. And one is a cast costume. And oh almost gosh. every other. Oh my you can gosh. Get a cast costume on eBay. Yes. For $599, you can get a Tomorrowland oh, Rocket Rods price. Autopia coat jacket, size large. I see some pins. I see some pins. Yep. I see the jacket. And like a postcard. So yeah, the Rocket Rods basically were an attraction. Adam, do you want to kind of explain yeah. the attraction? Because Did you get to ride it, Adam? Yeah, I, I rode it, it once, um, unfortunately. I heard it was broken down all yes. the time. Like, Bob yeah. right. in his documentary said it was broken down all the time. It was a time. big mistake. Right. Like if you think like test track goes down a lot and things like that, no. Rocket Rods is the king of, of breaking down. So basically from what I remember. No, I am the king of breaking down. <laughs> <laughs> if Rocket Rods is queen, you, I mean king, you are queen. Okay. 
But anyway, it was just basically like, you know, the people mover pretty much stays at like a constant speed throughout, you know, like it's just kind of yeah. moving, grooving through Tomorrowland and Rocket Rods is like, no, we are going to speed you up really fast and then slow you down. So basically there's like these long oh, stretches, tomorrow. like the long stretch from the people mover station, or I guess the Rocket Rod station to like the the front of Tomorrowland where it would curve off into what is now Star Tours um, on the south side and uh, and Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters on the north side. Um, mm. It would speed you up and it would like slam on the brakes right at the end of there. <laughs> and then you'd like go around the curve and then you'd kind of like go through the buildings at like a moderate pace. And then when you got outside, there were all these other like straightaways where it'd speed you up and slow you down and speed you up and slow you down. And that's what caused a lot of the issues with the ride. Friction, yeah. Right. Because the, they had to go through so many tires because of the constant like slamming on the brakes and speeding up and slamming on the brakes. And, and, and it's kind of like on test track, yeah. but worse. Right. Like, you know how test track slams you on the brakes, yes. but worse. Right. This was just like, I don't And the track understand. wasn't built for like, that It doesn't speed. sound like fun at all. Right. The track that wasn't too. built for that speed because the old attraction was going like, I think, max seven miles or something and seven miles per hour. And this was speeding up slowing down mix that with like you said the tires and the stopping that the infrastructure of the you know track itself was right. just deteriorating yeah yeah it says uh people mover was, it was seven a disco miles per yeti hour. situation you know? it really disco was yeti <laughs> and let me see rocket rods rocket rod speed was 35 miles per hour oh my gosh so literally yeah. five times forget the speed yeah forget it ridiculous but it was a very short-lived attraction just over two years the attraction would run um september 25th 2000 is when it would close and now the people mover track just sits there in plain sight today and most people who don't know don't even realize that disneyland used to have a people mover they don't realize they're passing right under People history tracks that, i remember yeah. when we were there when we were there a couple months ago i remember showing you like this is where the people mover started and i showed you like where it went into all the buildings yes. and stuff but yeah if if you're a disneyland you know newbie and you go for the first time if you don't know there's a people mover you would just think it's just like these columns in tomorrowland like holding up random pieces of you know track yeah, it to just nowhere looks like structure yeah right. you don't you don't realize but you know and it it's crazy because Rocket Rods closed in 2000. We're approaching 2002, you know, well over two decades later. Nothing has happened. I know that apparently... At the Wait, we're approaching 2002, Kate? Oh, did I say... I 22, 2022. I said 20... I wish we were approaching 2002. Later. Right, um, right. It's literally been Honestly, same. 20. I, was, I was nine. I was thriving. Um, but I heard apparently at... um. The Destination D event or whatever in 2010, they asked the president of Disneyland at the time, will you be bringing the people mover back? Like, you know, what's the plan? And he basically said that at the time that it wasn't like doable, but he told them to hang tight. That was almost 12 years ago. So we've been hanging. We've been hanging hanging tight. We can only hang so much longer. Right. Um, so I'm hoping I'm hoping sometime in the future we'll get some version of the I would hope I would hope that since they created the newer version of the People Mover track for Walt Disney World, you know, maybe with enough faith, trust, pixie dust, money, they could bring it back money. in time. Right. I mean basically it's not from what from good. what I've right, and from what I've heard, um 
basically the whole entire track would need to be replaced oh, yeah. because Definitely. of the damage that the Do rocket it. rods did to it. And the time. Yeah, right. the time too that it's just been sitting there too. Right. That and and help. that track, I mean if if you if we could find like an overhead somehow of of the whole track mapped out, but it goes over, you know, all of Tomorrowland through a few of the buildings through, you know, Buzz Lightyear through Star Tours through Aster or through um Space Mountain. And then it wraps around over the submarine lagoon. Um, it wraps through the monorail track. It wraps around Autopia. So they would have to probably close down like a lot of these attractions as well to work on that track. So that's why I think yeah, it's just so not true. feasible at this point, unfortunately. Yeah, I I always hope. But the good thing is, if anybody still wants to experience a people mover... We still, there's technically two people movers out there in the United States that you can experience, but the obvious one is at Walt Disney World and Magic Kingdom. Um, it is now, the proper nomenclature is Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover, but it has been through three name changes through the years and several nicknames. Um, so the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover, the first name from July of 1975 to 1994 was the Wedway People Mover. In 1994, they changed the name to the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, which is why I think I find myself saying TTA. Tomorrowland Trans Transit Authority or like Blue Line or things like that because... The, that terminology was used back then. And then in 2010, they changed the name to what it is presently known as, which is the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover, but there's emphasis on the People Mover name, which I think is fun since it's a tie back into the original attraction, which was known as the People Mover. Right. Um, but the original sponsor for the Walt Disney World People Mover was not Goodyear because they did not use the tire system like at Disneyland. Um, the updated system used linear syn synchrom nope, I don't know the word. They use like linear motors in instead of the propulsion system that Disneyland's did. Basically, mm -hmm. instead of knowing that you were running over each of those wheels that were kind of accelerating you forward, this is a much smoother system. Um, so the original sponsor was Edison Electric Institute. And they actually created a larger scale of this system that was originally planned to be used for Walt's city concept Epcot, but they also put it out there for like airports and public transportation. And this actually ended up coming to be at the George Bush Intercontinental Airport in Houston, Texas in 1981, Ooh, wow. August 17th, 1981. Um, it replaced their subway system with a Wedway system that was built by Wed Transportation Systems. Um, it serves approximately 240,000 passengers each month, and it's notably known as the only Wedway people mover built um, by the Walt Disney Company that's outside of any Disney property. So that's still... Which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah so that's crazy. If you go to that airport and you use their their uh transportation system that it's, it's kind of underground and stuff but it's 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 go. still the people mover from <laughs> 1981 i did not know that until 
researching for this. So I thought that was kind of cool. That is super cool. I also saw that Bob Gurr said again in this documentary yeah. I watched that the People Mover was just the working name of this with this attraction yeah. that wasn't supposed to be its final name, and, here and then we are. it just kind of stuck. <laughs> and I thought that was really cool because it is just simple. Like it's kind of it how is. you talk about a project, you know. And then sometimes the names just stick. So right. I, I thought that was yeah. really cool. Um, I don't know what else you have, Kate, but I wanted to talk about just some quick touches on the Disney and Goodyear partnership. Okay, well I have one more random thing about um, the Walt you Disney go, World girl. People Mover because. Because like I've told y'all, as a kid, I remember calling it the blue line. And I'm like, why was I calling it the blue line? Because the nomenclature's never been blue line. So I looked into it a little bit. Um, I guess when they did the update in 1994 for the whole Tomorrowland Transit Authority's backstory, um, they actually referenced three different lines. A blue line, a red line, and a green line. The blue line is the actual attraction, Tomorrowland's elevated train service. So that's why, in my mind, I used to call it the blue line. I'm assuming it says blue line somewhere. Um, they also had a red line, which was an off-planet uh, line that would go to like other destinations. And then they had a green line that was supposed to be local transportation um, or known as like the hover burbs. Um, and apparently there's <laughs> supposed to be a diorama of all three lines on the second floor of the convention center. So now when I go through on the people mover next, I'm going to be looking for that diorama. Yeah. But That's it. so cool. So the blue line's the only one we actually see, but apparently in the backstory of TTA, there are three lines, a blue, a red, and a green. Crazy. And that's, that's all really she cool. wrote. So the Goodyear partnership was, you know, obviously Disney and, P and Goodyear partnered together for the People Mover when it first opened in 1967 in Disneyland. But I was researching where that partnership went because I love when, you know, Disney partners with brands again and we really see how mm -hmm. these um, different partnerships are really great for marketing and PR and, and, and for different companies as well. So in 2006, John Lasseter reached out to Goodyear because he wanted the tires to feel authentic in the Cars movie. And Goodyear oh. said it was an honor to be considered for this role, that they were really proud of the connection between Goodyear's racing heritage and Disney-related films that feature racing storylines. And they did a sweepstakes and sales on behalf of the different brands were promoted for the tires and the film. Um, and then I found a press release from 2011 for Cars 2. So the quote was, inspired by Goodyear and the iconic Pixar character Buzz Lightyear, Lightyear Tires <gasps> will reprise oh. the role as animated rubber on the road for the sequel star Lightning McQueen. So um, in cute. honor of the film... Goodyear transformed their whole homepage of their website and one of their iconic blimps to read Lightyear. Um, wow. And in addition, their whole website was like literally, again, their whole website was redone. The commercials were, they had commercials made. Um, Goodyear also took a leap into electronic gaming by offering exclusive downloadable character characters in the Cars 2 video game with select purchase at Walmart. Um, characters offered to consumers included like specially designed Lightyear racing car skinned with like Goodyear's wing foot paint scheme but with Lightyear and it was really cool so on a retail level Goodyear was supporting cars too you know nationally they had stuff in their different stores they had value-added offers on-site signage um, and so I thought it was just kind of cool kind of end note that um, they had materials cars Two themed tire toppers table tents tire stickers temporary tattoos song downloads it was just really cool and I thought it was interesting to see how you know from the people movie we got to something like cars 
and right. how that partnership kind of lasted throughout the years. And I thought that was a fun way to end because I think it was a positive partnership for Ford and it was a positive partnerships for Disney and it was a positive partnership for Goodyear. Um, and they all kind of really stood, stood that test of time. So yeah. I think with that, that's, that's everything I have on the people. Mover. I love that. I'm, yeah. I'm going out to buy four Goodyear tires right now. Like I'm sold. <laughs> they, they won me over. I'm going to watch cars. Yeah. So it seems yeah. like we've actually, you know what I just watched and Kate, this is random. I just watched Enchanted. <gasps> And I know you posted that it was it came out yesterday, yes. and I'm probably gonna watch that. I love Enchanted. I might watch it again. I get into these funks where like I need a comfort oh, it's movie, amazing. and I've had so many. And I think I think that's it right now. I really I do. Love I was like, what else can I watch? And I was like, I just want to watch Enchanted again. I went through a period of time like that my sophomore year in college, where like the wedding singer would end the yeah. best movie and I'd be like, I'm ever. not, I was like, I'm not even going to play with myself. Right. I'm just going to restart yep. it. Like I'm not playing around. I'm not going to pretend to look like another for another movie. I did that with the Lorax. I did like, well, my, my brain, a my sm- brain, a small plug for enchanted. It was not available to stream on Disney Plus until Disney Plus Day um, earlier so this month. Last week. So two two years, two years we were sitting here saying, "Why yeah. have we not been able I to stream why. I really Enchanted?" Why. I don't. I, the only thing I could think is they want to get excitement built for Disenchanted next year. But yeah. I hated that it wasn't available for two years now. So, so everybody good. go watch it's it. So yeah. It's amazing. Random has nothing to do with what we were talking about. No. But honestly, yes. we should do an episode on the whole enchanted situation though, because Let's do it. Giselle did not get to become a princess for a specific reason, and it is quite a story. <gasps> bum bum bum. This is not a lead in. We're literally no. just shooting <laughs> We are shooting. You could probably just cut this out. Shooting the sugar. So, okay, so Adam <laughs> at, shooting the shooting sugar. The exactly. Sugar. Okay, so we gotta yeah. go because Adam is about to, you know, go out and buy a new set of good year yep. tires right. for Room. his car. Yep. Obviously. And I'm gonna watch cars sometime soon um next week i'm bringing a first time someone who has never seen cars i'm bringing them to cars land for the first time so i said we have (gasps) to watch watch cars beforehand because you literally transformed you know when you walk into cars land like you are in the Where's cause? It is the best. It is the best. So with that, that's it. That's our episode. Thank you so much for our new listeners and for our listeners who have stuck with us. I can't believe we're in season three. As always, you can find us on Instagram at Carousel Project Podcast. Um, you know, we'll we'll post updates on when episodes are coming out. We try to post on our stories. Um, you can see updates on us. And yeah, come find us there if you want to chat about any of these topics. We love to get messages and comments from you all. And all as always, if you enjoyed this episode or one of our other episodes, we would so much appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the best way to let Apple know what kind of audience should be listening to our little passion project. Um, and the best way to leave a review is with a, co- a comment explaining a little bit, much more than just the star rating. It goes so far, guys, and we really appreciate all the reviews we've gotten so far. Yes, and and also if you want, um, please share our podcast with someone who would love it. Anyone who who you know who loves Disney, please. Or even if they wouldn't, right. if you hate them right. and you think they'd hate it, share Maybe it. A share it with them. Maybe right. a looky loo. <laughs> what a looky loo? And also, um, what is happening? It, also. Uh, on a more serious note, if you are a queen or king or princess or prince of breakdowns, if you need someone to talk to, we're here for you. So message us. We will help you through whatever you need.
Yes. Always, as Pete Davidson said, there is no shame in the medicine game. There is no shame in in finding resources. So as much as we joke around, it is a very serious topic. Yes. And we hope that all of you guys genuinely are, are doing well. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's it. We love you all. Bye. Love you. Bye. bye. Take love care. You. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Talk Take you care. Five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we hope that you've enjoyed your tour on the People Mover and that you'll have a pleasant visit to the Magic Kingdom. As you exit, please walk to the left on the dark area of the moving platform and kindly watch your step. Thank you. Thank you.